following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Football Friday here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. Almost caught me right there, but, but I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You know, it's, it's what it is. All right, I'm Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys players, Barry Church and Danny McRae. Fellas, I have the only statistic that we need for this Cowboys 49ers game at AT&T Stadium on Sunday. It's the only one we need. I got it. I got it. I, I thought I thought you was about to say the only one you need from, from yesterday because I think you're the only one who picked wrong for the uh, Thursday night game. I thought that's the stat that you was Ooh. opening up the show with. Oh, Ooh. so you want to start? You want to start there? Okay, we can start there. Ooh, start I, there. I, I would love to start there. I would love That's fine. to start, Let's start there. there. Let's start there. So, the Thursday night football game, Church went Chargers 27-21 because of his fantasy team. So, that was the only reason why it was all about about his fantasy oh. team, which which Justin Herbert performed well. So, good for you. Good for you. With self-interest, it's good for you. It. Um, D-Mac was very close. D-Mac picked it 31-28, Chargers. He was correct. And I was the only one who had some faith in Rod Marinelli, 30-24. Uh, and Did you unfortunately, see defense? Unfortunately for me, after, after we, we finished with the podcast, I turned on NFL Network, and then I looked at all the dudes who weren't playing for the Raiders like, oh, okay, I missed, I messed up on this one. And, uh, yeah, that defense was uh, – hey, look, I give Rod credit. I mean, they didn't give up 45. They ate 45 a week before, so at least he got yes. it down a little bit. But uh, the Raiders were outmatched. And the good thing, okay, here's the positive thing. Besides you guys winning Thursday Night Football, the most positive aspect was that the Chargers won, which means the Cowboys now have the fourth overall pick in the draft <laughs> right now. So, yay, Chargers. Good for the, good for the Bolts, all right? Look, let, let me tell you something. They might be in the playoffs. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> then boy, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, listen, listen, let me tell you something. Last night was a clear, shining example of how they take no prisoners in the NFL. If you got to watch the game last night and you watched number 27 for the Oakland Raiders, Ooh. I mean for the Las, Las Vegas Raiders, they found him. They found him early. Ooh. They found him in the middle of the game, and they found him late. If he was playing man, if he was playing zone, if he was blitzing, they found him, and they took advantage of that matchup the entire game to the point where I was like, man, I, I feel bad for him, but that's the league, man. If, if, if they found a weakness out there, they are going to attack you. Yeah, it, it was a big weakness, and I was talking to a couple of my offensive buddies, and they call it a big fish. Now, when you get a fish on the defense, you don't let go of that hook, you don't let go of that fish, you keep reeling them in. And that's what they did to my boy 27 out there. I felt bad. I mean, every time Herbert dropped back, he was looking at 27's direction. No matter if he had good coverage or not, he was launching it his way. And I, and I just felt bad for the guy because it's like – 
he just you could tell in his body language that he was like, man, no matter what I do out here, they're either going to throw the flag on me or they're going to get a completion. Even when he made a great play on it and kind of almost got the interception in the back of the end zone, they said he was out of bounds. I mean, nothing could go right for this man yesterday. And they just kept picking on him. I just don't understand why they didn't send help his way. That's like when in Tampa Bay, when when Tyreek Hill was launching those deep balls for 196 yards in the first half, and they didn't give Carlton Davis any help. It's the same situation. You see a guy's out there struggling, Rod. Man, go, go help him out. Put a safety but, over top of him or but, something. But church, but church, but church, when they, when they put him in zone, like the, the drive that Herbert went down there right before halftime, my man was running cover two, leaving the safety out to yeah. drive. You know, he when did. you play a cover two You're as a right. cornerback, you're su- you supposed to play deep to short. My man was playing short to deep, and Herbert was just hitting him on the seven route, that corner route, right in, right in between the safety and the corner. I'm looking at that dude like, I'll be so mad at you, bro. How many times you going to let this happen to yeah. me? And they and he hit him for a touchdown on the same play, back to back. I'm like, bro, I, I don't know what he's doing out there. <laughs> because for our viewers that don't know, when you're, playing, when you're playing cover two as a safety, you got that whole deep half. Now, if that, if that wide receiver runs a seven route, which is kind of a corner route, you got to have that corner underneath because you can't jump him too quick because he's able to run a banana seven, which is a fake post corner, and you snap it back to the post. And if you cross the safety's face, it's a done dotter. It's a touchdown. So I can understand now why those safeties kind of left him out to drive because he was doing the same thing to them in that cover two look. So it is what it is. <laughs> I, I, uh, I was at the Mavericks game, so I did not get to watch uh, Herbert go to work yesterday. But I definitely want to say this. I was wrong about Justin Herbert. Uh, as a quarterback, uh, that this kid uh, has a very bright future. And whatever GM Tom Telesco and the Spanos ownership decides to do with Anthony Lynn, and I don't think they're going to bring him back as the head coach, they need to make sure that they can secure the services of Pep Hamilton. Because what Pep Hamilton, the quarterback coach of the Chargers, has done with this young man has been nothing short of uh, fantastic this year. Um, he, he's been a much, a much better rookie than Tua Tungavailoa, um, and, and this kid just has oh. a bright future. I really like what, he, what he's done. Quick, quick question, Newy. I got a quick question for you. Since you bring up Tua, do you feel as though there's any resentment down in Miami, thinking they should have picked yes. Herbert over Tua? Or do you uh, yes. think, you know, hey, they stuck with uh, yes. Tua? <laughs> Without a question, huh? <laughs> Look, this is the natural Man. thing amongst any fan base, okay? I mean, you just think about in Miami, they're like, man, we should have took Justin Herbert. Um, here, it's, man, should have took T.J. Watt, but you got Taco Charles. I mean, every, fr- every franchise, every fan base has got some player that, man, you know, in Chicago, it's like, man, could have had Patrick Mahomes, could have had Deshaun Watson. So every fan base is yeah. looking at a key player saying, man, we got him and we could have had him. Yeah. Hello. That's true. Hello. I mean, look at Minnesota. Listen. Look, look sure. at Minnesota. Minnesota took Jeff Jefferson. They're happy. In Philadelphia, they're mad because they didn't take Jefferson. They took Rager instead. So every <laughs> fan base got there. I mean, in Oakland, in Oakland, they're like, man, John Gruden, you took Henry Ruggs. We could have had Jefferson. Could have had IU. Could have had C.D. Lamb. I mean, that, that's just how it goes. Yeah. This is this this is another clear example of how the NFL works. Church brings up the word resentment. The person who really should be resentful. 
is my guy Tyrod Taylor. Because if it wasn't for the medical staff <laughs> of the Chargers, we would have never known about Justin Herbert this year. And it just so happens uh, that next man up thing, that, the next man up in the NFL, that's what got Justin Herbert. And, and now he's starting on Church's fantasy football team, got him leading right now in the semifinals. So, I mean, I feel bad for Tyron Taylor. I'll be resentful. I'll be looking for a way to try to sue somebody up there, man, because that, that, that might have been his last shot to be a starter in the NFL. Uh, yeah. You are correct. You, you are correct. If anything, Tyrod's agent said, hey, man, look, all these incentives that my man could have gotten, you need to just go ahead and pay it, write a check for them all. Um, you know, and I, 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 I would hope the Chargers do the right thing there with Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> considering that their, their medical staff punctured the guy's lung and he couldn't play and he lost his job. But most of all, going back to the point, you guys were right. The Chargers won the game. I was wrong. I'm happy because the Chargers <laughs> now means the Cowboys have the fourth overall pick in the draft. The Cowboys, that's, about, that's really going to be as good as the Cowboys can do. Uh, they're not going to get a top three pick. Jets are over. Um, Barry's Jacksonville Jaguars have one win. The Bengals <laughs> have two wins. Uh, the Cowboys beat the Bengals. So, so four is going to be the best the Cowboys can do at this point. Cowboys facing the 49ers on Sunday, 12 o'clock, AT&T Stadium. Gentlemen, I'm bringing out this number right here. To me, this is the whole ball game. And I'm looking at San Francisco. <coughs> 12 turnovers in their last five games, okay? 12 turnovers. Nick Mullins, the quarterback of the Niners, is a turnover machine. All right, against Washington, he had a pick. It was a, it was a pick six. Uh, they had three turnovers against Washington last week. Before that... Two turnovers as an offense against Buffalo. Mullins had two picks in that game. Against the Rams, three 49er turnovers. Mullins had an interception. Against the Saints, four 49er turnovers. Two picks by Mullins. And then before that, two turnovers against Green Bay and an interception by Mullins. This is their last five games. They give the ball away. Mike Nolan, your Wait. defense has to come up with turnovers, okay? <laughs> they, they have to. You have got – Nick Mullins is trying to give them away now. You got to go get you some. I mean, this is the get – I mean, this is the get-right game, man. The stat man. <laughs> New, church, church, we got the stat man here, Newey. That See, those, those yep. type of things right there are so misleading, all right? Because let me tell you the common thing that all those teams that you just named could do. Stop the run. That's why Nick Mullins is out there throwing interceptions because they were able to stop the run and play some real tight defense, get these guys behind, and force them to have to throw the ball. What can't we do? Stop the run. Stop the <laughs> so, run. so I don't, I don't expect to see Nick Mullins out there throwing that many balls and having giving us that many opportunities to intercept them. So you know that, that, that's those stats. They can they can do you that way because you just named some pretty uh, top flight defenses in that uh, in those top in those five games. Every, everybody probably besides Green Bay. Um, yeah, and everybody's making the playoffs pretty much. Uh, that Washington's <laughs> the only if, but but everybody Buffalo's in, the Rams will be in, Saints are in, and Green Bay. They're, they're, those are their last five games have been against playoff teams. But still, if I'm Mike Nolan, that's what I'm preaching this week. Is look. We got to find a way to get our hands on some footballs. They did that against Cincinnati. I know it's Cincinnati, but but you know, <laughs> I, you know, I just they did. You know, since you try to make a fit, you know, right? right you're trying to make a field, but you never know. You know, you never know. You never know. I mean, the 49ers have had to practice and play in Arizona, um, so they've been out there because they can't play in, in Santa Clara. So, I, I mean, this is. 
I would say that there's the opportunity for a victory is there. Yeah. Capitalizing it, it on it is a whole different thing, but there's an opportunity for a victory here. There's definitely an opportunity, especially, you know, if they got Mullins out there, who's, who's a turnover machine, like you said. But for me to focus with this defense, they've, they've got to do something they haven't done all season and that's pretty much play okay run defense. They're going to have to find a way to stop the run. And the reason I think that's going to be extremely hard is you got arguably one of the, the best creative coaches in the game in Kyle Shanahan, who, who specializes in running the ball and his just creative ways. And what we've seen that hurts the Dallas Cowboys and confuses our linebackers and confuses our defense is guys who can run with, can run with creativity, pulling guards, ghost motions, counter sweeps, all that good stuff is what the 49ers do. And it's something that we don't do very well, and which is stopping that stuff. So for me, they're going to have to figure out a way. And I think the way is they're just going to have to stop playing, try to play hero ball out there. I mean, we've seen it so many times within our front seven, especially our linebackers. They feel like they have to make every play out there instead of just doing their responsibilities and staying in their gaps. And I feel if they do that, if they if they trust their teammates out there to get their job done and, and have the responsibilities that they're supposed to take, I feel like we can play to run a little bit better. Not to be confused with great run defense, but I think we can play it a little <laughs> bit better. And we might be able to walk out of here with uh, back-to-back dubs, something we haven't done all season. So we'll see what happens. You mean Mike, we'll you mean Mike, you mean Mike McCarthy ain't done in years? <laughs> <laughs> True. Y'all go quick killing my boy Big Mike, man. <laughs> 2017, I mean, these, these mm. are, we're not killing him. These, these are simple facts. Mike Nolan has not <laughs> been the head coach of a football team that's won back-to-back games since 2017. Those two games, they beat Cleveland in overtime. Cleveland went on to finish 0-16. And then the next week, they beat Tampa Bay in overtime. Tampa Bay went on to finish 5-11. The head coach of Tampa Bay, Dirk Cutter, he's no longer there. That head coach for the Cleveland Browns, was uh, Hugh Jackson. He's no longer there. So, so that is there. But look, do we have no faith in the Mike Nolan revenge game that Mike Nolan is facing the former team, the last team he was a head coach of, that Mike Nolan may not want to bring the pain, make him pay for firing him? No. Nah. <laughs> Why'd they fire him? I- why, yeah. why, why did he get fired? <laughs> was it justified? Because you talk about getting revenge. It, it, I mean, if it was justified, ain't no revenge. You can't get no revenge for justice. <laughs> that ain't how it works. I mean, I'm just, say, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, man, you know. Could be, you know. Could, I mean, just, I'm just asking. Just asking. Just asking. Okay, okay. I'm asking. All right, let's no. see. <laughs> Let, let's take our first break. Um, there will be some Cowboys returning on Sunday. Um, what about Ezekiel Elliott? Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy saying that he's behind uh, where he was last week in uh, getting ready for this football game. Let's dive into the Cowboys side of things. When we turn on the players, I'm brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, Cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. 
Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on Seeky is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the Seeky app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Seeky. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. To the Players' Lounge. AT&T continues to innovate new ways to connect Cowboys Nation with new and exciting one uh, uh, game day experiences, including Star View, presented by AT&T 5G, available in stadium and for home use. Download the Dallas Cowboys mobile app and look for Star View under the stadium tab. All right, we are in our SWBC mortgage Virtual home studios here for the Players' Lounge. I'm Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by former Dallas Cowboys players Danny McRae and Barry Church. All right, gentlemen, let's go over a couple of uh, Cowboys um, uh, player issues coming up for Sunday. One, Zeke Elliott, he's dealing with a calf injury. Jerry Jones said on his radio show today he expects Zeke to play. Mike McCarthy said to the media he expects him to play as well. Said that uh, McCarthy said Zeke's a little bit behind. Uh, in terms of playing, uh, because last week he was injured and played, so he's saying, hey, because he played, he, he's, he's not where he needs to be, but they expect him to play. Xavier Woods, safety, has a groin injury. Mike McCarthy said he expects him to play. And then three cornerbacks that they, Mark, Mike McCarthy said he is optimistic about them being back. Trayvon Diggs, the rookie with a foot. Donovan Wilson, the safety with a groin. And Anthony Brown with a rib injury, the corner there. All right, McCray, I'll start with you. Uh, which one of these guys concerns you for Sunday, not being 100%? Uh, I'd say it would be Zeke. It would be Zeke okay. because uh, I think so. we really only have Zeke and Tony Pollard, and I still think uh, Zeke is the tone setter as far as being able to punish the defenders and, and helping the O-line tire those guys out on defense. So I think that will be the biggest one. I hope that Mike McCarthy comes up with a different, uh, different phrase, you know, besides using – these guys are behind because I remember he said that about uh, Lyle Collins and then he missed the rest of the whole season. Then he said that about Tyron Smith. He missed the whole season. So I want him to say something different about Zeke. Just say that, you know, he's feeling a little worse than he felt last week, but he's going to be okay because he's making me nervous with this. Tony Paul is ready, but I don't think he's ready to carry the, 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 the entire load for our team on Sunday. Uh, yeah, for me, what, what the, the player that, you know, I would – 
I'm kind of worried about her. I want to see go out there and play good and that, you know, kind of mess things up is Trayvon Diggs. I mean, I, I saw him, you know, throughout this season. Yes, he had a lot of ups and downs. He gave up a lot of balls, but he also, you know, made a lot of plays out there and he still leads the team and pass deflections and interceptions. And I just don't want him to go out there and re-aggravate something or mess something up. And he's going to have to cause a, you know, offseason surgery. Then he's late for the offseason training and all that stuff. And he gets a setback that way. I don't want him to go out there and re-aggravate something. So if he does go out there, I just hope that he's 100% fully ready to go and he, he protects himself out there. Now, it, these all these injuries coming up on a report, it, it kind of brings me back to something McCray said a couple weeks back. When the playoffs, you know, kind of get out of rap, we kind of see a lot of guys, kind of a lot of veterans start to pop up on that on that injury reserve or that injured list saying, oh, I got a calf here. Oh, I got a strain here. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to play this game. I, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts about that, McCray? Yeah, listen, uh, you know, I, I think we, we'll probably get into it later in the show about our playoff chances, but I think they're just setting it up a little bit, right? So once you get to the end, you know, if, if you're really not in the playoffs, then all of a sudden you say, remember that calf injury I had? You know, if, if you, let me, you know what, let me, let, let me start, let me stop. Let me, I'm just using Zeke as an example. I'm not saying that he's not really hurt, but the injury that I had a, a few weeks ago, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, yeah, now, now it's a little bit more serious, and I don't think I'm going to be able to finish uh, finish the season out. I'll I, I see y'all next year, though. So, you know, so, sometimes. <laughs> That does. <laughs> Sometimes it is that way, you know, and I, I hate to question the motives of some of these players, but listen, we, me and Church have been there. You know, we've been in those situations yes. to where you're really playing for absolutely nothing. A lot of times your, your spot is solidified on the team for next year, so nothing's going to happen to you. And you're just like, look, I just want to go out here and be healthy going into the offseason so I can get ready and, you know, and, and have a, a better impact uh, next year. So, you know, it's in some of these guys' minds. We'll see how it plays out over the next three weeks, though. And you ain't lying about that. It's 100% true. I mean, I'm not going to say no names, but as me and McCray went through our, our seasons here with the Cowboys and other teams, I mean, I've seen guys with who've had a sprained finger. Like, I don't even know how you sprain your finger. They had, like, a sprained finger and a little, and they had a little splint on there and they're like, ah, I can't go this week, man. I just can't do it. But as soon as the season's over, I see them in Miami out there tossing the ball around. Like, it, it's hilarious, man, but it does happen. It does happen. Listen, <laughs> listen, at church, 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 you should be Trayvon Dig. You should be his agent, bro. You sound like his agent. Listen, hey, bro, uh, like take your foot off the gas. You ended off good. I want you to make sure you keep stacking up this stuff so we can get paid in a few years. Uh, you know, once we you. start negotiating with Newey Scrub, <laughs> New, 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 Newey's gonna be negotiating, and Church is gonna be the agent, and, and Trayvon Diggs is gonna be getting paid <laughs> in, in two years before his time is even up. <laughs> hey, right, I'm, I'm just me, trying to help the young brother out, man. <laughs> so, so let me ask this, and and. And I'm looking at, at, at Ezekiel Elliott with the calf. Right now, he's eighth in the NFL in rushing. He's got 832 yards. He's averaging 64 yards a game right now. So looking at, you know, for three more games, um, my, my bad math says 192 yards. If that's what he averages the next three games, that puts him over 1,000 yards. How important is that to someone like Ezekiel Elliott as a running back to have a 1,000-yard season? I think I think it's important. I mean, because, look, I, I wouldn't have thought he had that much. I mean, until you said he had, you know, what he has now, I would have thought he was around 500, 600 or something around there. Um, he's had a quiet year, but if he's able to go over a thousand yards with the with the offensive line impacted, how, how it's been so far this season and all these injuries, if he's still able to go over a thousand yards, I mean, I think that's pretty impressive. I mean, because. Because we've been dogging him, and, and rightfully so. He's had a lot of fumbles, and he's been a lot of, you know, four yards in a cloud of dust, and he hasn't really made a lot of splash plays out there. But if he's able to go over 1,000 with all these decimated injuries on the offensive line, I would say that's pretty impressive. 
Hold on, wait. Nui, Nui, how many? How many? He said he needs 192 yards, so he would have to average. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm looking at 832, and and his average is 64 yards. So if he just hits his average for the next three games, that'll give him 192 yards. Listen, and, and listen. If, and just looking I, at the average, that'll put him over a thousand. I, I love. Listen, I love you, Church. I love you, Church. But I think that it's almost a little bit too easy. To get a thousand yards in sixteen games, all right. Listen, sixty something yards a game and ninety million bucks. Listen, he should not be happy with a thousand. He should be get twelve, thirteen hundred. I think that's somewhere around the area where you say, listen, even though we had a bad season, you know, I, I got thirteen hundred yards, but a thousand, it just seems like you said we talk about having three one thousand yard receivers. It just doesn't seem even, that even with, like a lot. Even with all the injuries, <laughs> even with all the injuries on the on the O line, it's still the, sixty yards a game, bro. <laughs> that's, you, that, it just it don't even sound like man, how many how many uh how many yards you averaged per game last year, man? Sixty. You'd be like, man, hold on, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> <How> much, <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't it, it doesn't sound good. That, that's that's not what the agent was telling you. That's not what he was selling when he was asking for ninety million dollars, sixty four yards a game. But uh, I believe this week would either be the second or just the third time all year long they've been able to run out the same offensive line combination on on Sunday. So it's been a challenging year. You talk about playing four quarterbacks. It's been hard. Uh, it has definitely been hard for him. I'm looking over at Amari uh, Cooper. Right now, Coop has got uh, 942 yards in, in 13 games here. and um, He has 920. Uh, you said 924? 942. 942 see, for, um, for, for, for Cooper. And see, see, to me, that's more impressive than a Zeke going for 1,000. Because, I mean, just look at the quarterbacks he's had to play with out there. I mean, for one game, he went out there with, with, with Danucci. With Danucci out there. So I think that for him going over a thousand as a receiver, I think that'd be more impressive just to seeing just how many quarterbacks he's already went through. So I think that'd be a little bit more impressive. Yeah, right. And right now, there are only 10 guys in the league have got a thousand yards of uh, receiving right now. So it's just 10 guys with um, Robbie Anderson at 11, Keenan Allen at 12, Darren Waller at 13, Cooper sitting here at 14 right now in terms of. Get you know trying to get the thousand yards. Cooper's going to end up having a, a statistically from a statistical standpoint, he's going to have one of his best seasons that he's had his career this year. Yeah, <laughs> that's man, what, imagine that's if we were able to get him the ball. That, yeah, see that that's why those stats fool you, man. You got to watch the game <laughs> because because the stats look great. You, you you go back and look at it without watching the games. You like, oh man, this dude was balling. And then you watch the game, and you're like, they ain't even throwing the ball <laughs> the second half of this game? They didn't throw the ball the first half of this game? Oh, he only had two targets? What, what, like, what are we doing? You know, like, stats can fool you. And I, and, and I, hate, I hate it because they'll be able to pull these stats up uh, next year and say, all right, listen, we did get Coop involved, and, and these are the numbers to prove it. But the people that's watching the game and really dissecting it, they know that's not the case. So you're saying at the end of the year, when we look at the numbers for Jalen Smith, when he'll probably lead the Cowboys in tackle and be one of the leading, <laughs> leading tackle leaders in the National Football League. Um, w- w- what will you say about that? Uh, look, that one. Th- go ahead, D Mac. 
Not for saying, listen, that, that's just like saying, look, you, you're the corner on the team and you lead the team in tackles. That ain't good. <laughs> but everybody going to be like, you got a lot of tackles. If you got, if you lead the team in tackles as a cornerback, that means they throwing at you all day. <laughs> if you lead, like, you're like, like sometimes the stats, they just don't line up. Yeah, Jalen Smith might make some tackles. Then you got to put in instead of uh, how many yards down the field did he make the tackle? What they chase down tackles? What they this? What they that? Instead, instead of just going, yeah, he had 160 tackles because we know our defense is bad. So he you, you got to look deeper into the stats than that. He's second in the yeah, National Football League. He's second in the National Football League in tackles, by the way, gentlemen, at uh, 123. Only Zach Cunningham of Houston is ahead of him. Mm. I don't know, man. I think, I think Jalen gets a little bad rap, man. I think, you know, a lot of people take it just this, pers- this personal feeling about him is, you know, I don't like how he handles himself or I don't like how he does his post-game interviews or how he's always out there swiping or endorsing his clear-eyed views. But I think he gets a bad rap, man. I think, you know, for the most part – I don't think he's played as bad as a lot of people would would go out there and say. Has he been the best linebacker in the league? No. And has he regressed a little bit? Yes, I would say that. But I don't think he's played as bad as most people go out there and say. Me, me neither. I just I just don't. I'm just going against the stats, and I just I'm just encouraging people to look deeper into it because you say he's second in the league, and then all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, he was balling. He not he ain't playing better than Devin White and Quan Alexander. He not playing better That's than a, a lot of these linebacker duos that are out there who have less the less amount of tackles than he has just because you look at the stats. So I'm just. I'm just like going against the stats. Yeah, he had been horrible, but our defense as a whole has been bad. So when you look at those stats, you have to look at it in, in its entirety and watch the game and see how those tackles came about. Same thing with pass deflections, same thing with sacks and quarterback pressures. You got to look at the whole picture, you know, saying before you say, all right, this dude was balling because he had this many. Just like you say, Zeke had a thousand yards. Well, yeah, every 60 yards a game. <laughs> That's not, it's not balling. <laughs> boy, you're a tough critic, boy. Yeah, Danny McCray, you got high bar, tough critic right there, tough critic. Okay. So your 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 bar for ninety million dollars hey. is sixty yards a game. Hey, hey man, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, you're you're a tough critic. I didn't say you were wrong. I didn't say I just said you're tough. That's all. You know, you can be a tough critic. I didn't say you, know you were wrong. Let me, actually, actually, let, let me go a little. Let me go a little deeper than that. I'm, I'm going to take you to math class because the law, see, this is averages, all right? So that means in some cases, he could have had 100 yards in the game. In the next case, he could have had 12 yards in the game. That is what stats do to you, man. You, you, you have to go in there and you have to watch the entire game and see what that season played out to be. Because, something, like I said, the numbers are lie to you sometimes. So is, in your opinion, one, is, is one he worth a 90 yard game, rushing game all year? Is he a $90 million back? McCray. He is a ninety million dollar back, but but they're not they're not using him that way. I, I have no problem with the way Zeke is playing. Even if he lost a, a slight step, he's still head and heels over ninety percent of the backs that's in the league. They're not using him the right way. Same thing I feel uh, same way I feel about Cooper. I've been preaching this the whole year. I, I'm not changing on it, and I haven't switched. I'm watching the games, and I still feel the same way. All right, let's take a break. Playoffs. The Cowboys are still alive in the picture. Is Barry still drinking the playoff Kool-Aid? Let's dive into that next here on the Players' Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Tastes good. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, 
Book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. To the Players' Lounge. Six decades of Dallas Cowboys football is the official bookmarking the team's 60th anniversary, featuring never seen, never seen before photos of recaps, results from every season dating back to 1960, as well as behind-the-scenes stories and the top 60 players in Cowboys history ranked. It is the perfect gift for every Cowboys fan. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or wherever books are sold. Chris Bean, do you know where Everson Walls checks in on top on the uh, top 60 list? Did, did he did he get it? Because if he didn't get it, I, I imagine he's probably not real happy if he didn't make the top 60. Mm. 23, okay. Okay. All right, good. That's, That's solid. Good. No, I'm just saying, man. Cubby would have been upset if he's not top 60. I'm telling you right now. I mean, I, I know my man. I, know <laughs> I can my believe man, it. So. He's 22. Okay, okay, he's 22. All right, that's good. That's good. That's solid. Uh, who's, number one? who's number one? It better be Staubach. It has to be Staubach. It's got to be. I haven't even seen the list. Well, I remember when the list came out. I remember. I remember they had it, but, but, but yes, okay, yes. Roger is number one. I mean, to me, that's, you know, you just... Write down twelve, and then you just move on. So that's that's yeah. That 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 that's how I feel feel about that. Uh, okay, um, the playoffs for the Cowboys. By the way, I'm Dewey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by Barry Church and Danny McCray, former Dallas Cowboys players. This is the players' line. Cowboys have two chances to playoffs. Slim and none. Slim is still alive. Um, they have to win the rest of their games. They got to win the rest of the games and then hope everybody else basically loses some games here. So, uh, but Church, apparently not Church. You were off it, but now you're trying to, you know, walk to the back door of the building to see if you can jump on the wagon. I mean, how, how, how are we working this thing with you now? 
Hey, I'm, I'm just trying to go back to the back and see if my key card still work, man. That, that's it. No. I'm just trying to slide into the facility to see if my key card worked. I doubt it does, though. I get that red blinking light when I try to try to put my key card against the thing again, man. So I, I think it's over with. But they still got a do, shot. They still you, got a do, shot. Do man. you need a reminder? Let, let, let me remind you. Let me let me remind remind you before you get too deep into your uh, into your point. All right. So the Cowboys need to do these things. All right. They need to win out versus San Francisco, the Eagles, and the Giants. And then they need the Giants okay. to lose two, which which is which is which is possible because the Giants have the Browns, the Ravens, and then the Cowboys. And then they need Washington to lose all the rest of their games, which is against the Seahawks, the uh, Panthers, and the Eagles. They need all that to happen for them to make the playoffs. One starting with the fact that they have to win every single game uh, for the rest of the season. So so what do you think? <laughs> I look, man. I, I give him. I give him a chance. I give him. I give him a 35 percent chance. All right. And hear, and hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. So the first game you talk about San Francisco. You got a guy who, who knew he just talked about Nick Mullins, who's a walking turnover machine. Yes, they're they're great. They're great at you know creative runways and, and making ability for their running backs to run the ball and all that good stuff. But if we're able somehow, some way, to go ahead and kind of bottle that up. I can see us walking away in San Francisco with a dub. And that brings me to New York. Now, we already, we already scraped New York once. We already scraped them up once, so we can do that again. There's, there's, nothing in my, there's nothing in my mind that says we can't beat New York. They're unstoppable. We can't beat them. And now that brings me to Philly. Philly scares me, man, because they got Hurts out there. And, I, and we struggle against mobile quarterbacks. And the way he's doing this read option with Miles Sanders, it scares me. So that game, to me, is going to be the deciding point. And I'm gonna go with the Cowboys, man. Forget it. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. They gonna win out. Now, will Washington lose so, out? That's another story. But I think the Cowboys got a chance to win out. Man. Uh, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I so you saying? Do, I think they. Do. So you saying the Cowboys go seven and nine, and and win the division? They got a chance to oh, win you out. back on that? All right. All right. No, 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 I ain't saying they. I said they have a thirty-five percent chance of winning the division. Thirty-five. But, but thirty-five. <laughs> What did we do just do. say the last two 45, days? 47. When's the last <laughs> time your man Big Mike won back-to-back games? First time for everything, man. It's okay, first 20, time 20, for 2017. everything. 2017, yes, okay? That's true. the last time we did it, 2017. This is true. So they haven't won back-to-back games yet. So now you're saying they're about to go on a four-game win streak? They got a chance, man. They got a chance. Maybe he pulls out the watermelons again. Maybe something happens. I don't know, but they got a chance. And that's all okay, they need, so, man. That's all they need. So, so he, I just pulled it up here. I just pulled it up. The last time Mike McCarthy, as a head coach, won three consecutive games was 2017. They beat the Bengals in overtime. They beat the Bears. And they, it, it, uh, and they beat the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> they beat the Cowboys 35-31. That's the last time this dude won three straight games. Okay? It can okay. happen, man. I just, I just say it, man. The you, thing that, you are, the thing this, that scares my, me, man. Yeah? The thing that scares me is Washington, man, because I, I really don't think Washington's going to lose out, even with, you know, Alex Smith being out there, being hurt. You know, their front seven, especially their defensive line, they're playing lights out right now. Chase Young and those boys, they're getting after the quarterback like no, nobody else in the National Football League. So I think that's what's going to hurt the Cowboys at the end of the day is I don't think Washington's going to lose out. But Cowboys got a, got a chance to win out. They do have a okay, chance so, to win out and make things interesting. 
All right, I'm going to ask you guys. So do you guys do you guys ever bet the ponies? Bet the mm-hmm. who? The, the ponies. Horses. You guys ever go to the racetrack? Have you ever bet the horse? Nah, you ever bet the, nah. You ever, you mm-hmm. Never done. Okay. All right. Mm-mm. It's it's an addict. It is an addictive thing. I mean, it's really cool. So if you've never done it, man, d- definitely get out there and do it. It's really cool. Um, but the thing about you know ba- placing bets on horses, you look at the history of the horse. You look at the, hey, what's this horse done. Mike McCarthy is a horse that at one time was winning a lot, even won a triple crown race. And then you start looking at it as the horse as the horse gets going down in his career. You're like, you know what? This horse ain't winning like they used to. They just dropping and dropping. That's where Mike McCarthy is right now, man. Mike McCarthy ain't the horse he used to be. And you right now, church and investing, and you're laying down cash. And you're betting on the guy to do things he doesn't do anymore. If the horse doesn't win races anymore, why would you keep saying, ah, I'm going to go ahead. This horse about to win three in a row, about to win four. No. No, he hadn't won two in a row since 2017. You know what else? It's Kool-Aid over there. You know what else is addicting? You're right. It's that Kool-Aid, man. I don't know what they're putting in it. They're putting some type of sugar. I don't know what it is, (laughs) but they got me back on the Kool-Aid, man. I'm sipping over here, man. I'm I'm sipping, man. But church, yesterday yesterday at 12.03 p.m., you said... Hell no, can't get me again. <laughs> and hey, one day man. later, the Kool-Aid is back in your cup. The, it's hey, flowing. Man. It's flowing. I, I, I looked it's at this. I looked veins. at this. These final three games, man. And I said, you know what? We got a shot, man. We got a shot to win out. We got a slim chance to make the playoffs because <laughs> I don't think Washington's going to lose out. But we got a shot to win out. And I, you know, I'll take that. I'll take that. Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins is starting, by the way. So yeah, he's starting. Listen. So. That means that, that means this they will true. exceed all of our expectations that we made halfway through the season. Because I believe I was at four and twelve. Nui was at three and uh, three 13. and thirteen. And Church is at six and ten. And you saying that they're gonna be better? They have a shot. They do have a shot, of course, because you got to go out there and play the game. But the likelihood yeah. of that happening is 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 very low. But do y'all see this as impossible though? These the three the three teams I just named. Yes. Forget the playoffs. Let's forget the playoffs. Yes. Let's forget all that. Yes. Y'all think it's impossible that they win these last three? San yes. Fran, New York, and Philly. Yes. I ain't talking about the playoffs. I ain't saying making the playoffs. I'm saying y'all think it's impossible that they win these last three. Correct. I don't think it's impossible. I, I don't. I don't think it's impossible. I, I'll give you that. I, I don't. I don't see it because I mean you're, we're we're talking about. Doing something I haven't done all year, and and, and I don't see that. So why? It, it's eleven after. All right, so, let's go so ahead. What, what scares talking. you? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say let's go ahead. I was gonna say what, what scares you about? New we'll get York. to predictions. All right, yeah. All right. All right. What's, 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 all right. Because here, here's what I'm. I'm going twenty four twenty San Francisco because of what you guys even said here. They can't stop the run. You can't stop the run. You're not yeah. gonna win. And what are they going to see the rest of the way from these next three teams? They're gonna run the ball out. Okay, that's what everybody's going to do. 49ers are going to run it. The Eagles are going to run it. The Eagles are going to run it with Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. So we saw what they did against Baltimore. Scares me. Okay, so so you got that. And with the Giants, they're going to try and run the football. Jason Garrett's going to try and get his dub. So, no, I don't see them winning. And by the time they get to the Giants game, and Barry, you know this better than me because you played McCray too. Um, if this is the end of the year, the playoffs are gone. How many dudes are going to want to roll on out there, go all the way up there to New Jersey and, and, and play the noon game in New Jersey in front of nobody for nothing? 
<laughs> how motivated and, is that? How motivated a group is that going to be in the cold? And I mean, the, it, in New yeah, York, it works New York ways. might be playing for a playoffs. New York might be playing for a playoff spot at that time. True. You're right. You're right. So, if, yeah. So, so, yeah. If New York's playing for one at that time, the Cowboys might be playing for one as well. I mean, it, it, I, you know, I just think we got a shot, man. The only team that scares me on these last three teams is Philly, man. That's the only, that's the only team that scares me. Other than right, that, so what's your prediction? Why not? Give me your prediction, Church. Oh, oh, Church, for, what's your prediction? For this, for, this, for this game, for this game, since I already went on this spiel about the Kool-Aid that got me back, I got to go Cowboys. Uh, I got to go Cowboys 21. Philly seven or San Francisco seventeen. Yep. Okay. McCray. Uh, I got San Fran uh, twenty eight, and I got Hookem Love kicking a lot of field goals this game, uh, getting us getting 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 us to nineteen points. So I got twenty eight nineteen San Fran. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, fellas. I don't know. Chris Bean, I, Chris Bean what do you know. have? What do you have, Chris Bean? We never asked Chris Bean. Chris Bean, our producer, what, what do you have for this game? What do you have? Uh, let's go, gosh. Um, let's go 27-24. Uh, we're going to say San Francisco. Don't oh. whisper it. Say, say it with pride. Say it with pride. Oh. Say it with your chest, man. Say it with your man, chest. Y'all going to leave. CB, you leaving me by myself out here? Oh, hey, man. We, we okay. can't, we can't right. stop the run. You deserve That's to be. That's all they're going to do. This, this is true. This is true, <laughs> man. But I got, I, got my heart, I got my heart in it right now. I got my heart <laughs> so, in it right now, They don't man. need a quarterback. I'm, I'm back. Church, who, who knows? Who knows? It's Christmas. I'm back. Christmas is I'm coming, back, church. Man. So you may, may, maybe you on to something, man. Maybe Santa Claus will bring you bring you uh, three wins in a row. Now but that, that would be yep. four. Maybe he brings you four wins I in a row. I am back. I'm back now on the, the train, other thing, man. I'm, I'm sipping the Kool Aid. The, the other thing here is you're talking about Xavier Woods with a groin, Donovan Wilson with a groin, and Brandon Ayuk out there. You, you know if they're gonna try line him up on Cheeto. Um, <laughs> and if they're running the ball but successfully, you the go ball up. You, hey, hey, hey. All I, if they're running the ball successfully, you go up top. He just got to connect once. And if you look at Brandon Ayuk's stats, and, and I have because I had him on my fantasy team, this guy is producing numbers. So almost like what, what we've seen from Omari Cooper, you're going through a bunch of quarterbacks, but been able to get the ball. So um, Brandon Ayuk is somebody you should be worried about. Okay? Be worried about Brandon Ayuk. And it won't take many. Because with this, you know, if they're running the ball, all it's going to take is one or two, bam, and, and, and this guy's going to be sitting in the end zone. So, um, Kyle Shanahan who's Washington got this try to get him there. Who's Washington got this week? Seattle. And I believe and without, without Alex a, Smith? Without Alex uh, Smith? Yes. They got Dwayne Haskins there. But, you know, you can't worry about Washington. You got to worry about winning this game. That's true, but that's yeah. that's L right there. That's L number one for Washington hey, right there. I'm, I'm here for the team. They tank. need three. I'm here. I'm here for the team tank. Here for the team tank. Okay. They need here for the team tank. What? Mm. <laughs> mm. We'll see. I don't know, fellas. We'll see. I he, don't he, know. Yeah, he's back on the wagon. He back on the wagon again, y'all. Everybody listening to the cool. players' lounge. Church Barry Church is back on the wagon. He hopped off the wagon weekly. He hopped back on the wagon weekly, and now he said that we're going to go seven and nine to outdo and outpace anything that any three of us have said this season for the Cowboys' record. So seven and nine seven Cowboys and nine. for Barry Church. 
Seven and nine. You heard it here first from uh, McCray. Seven and nine, man. No. (laughs) From McCray. Seven and nine. Church. Uh, Yeah, church. Yeah, church. (laughs) Okay. I got it. All right, real quick before before we before we let CB go, real quick, Nui. But what what scares? Like, is there something that scares you out of those last three teams that the Cowboys got to face to make you say there's no way it's impossible that we get dubs? Um, we haven't seen this team do it all year. So you know, if you haven't done it, how many times are you going to do it at the end of the year? Um, I, I just don't see it happening. And this team is, <clears throat> frankly, uh, when I look at Mike Nolan and this defense, they still have issues. They, the Bengals still put up points against them. The Bengals still had a, a fantastic third down conversion rate last week. And that's a bad team. Kyle Shanahan's a better play call. Robert Saleh, the defensive coordinator of the 49ers, is going to come up with a scheme that's going to be tough for the Cowboys. I'm sorry. I just don't see it happening. And with Zeke not being 100%, and then you got Cowboy DBs, guys are coming back, and you got two safeties with growing issues, I just think the matchups are going to favor the 49ers. And then when you go face the Philadelphia Eagles, you're going to have Jalen Hurts, you got Miles. They're going to run it on you, man. They're going to run it on you. I just don't have faith in this defense in Mike Nolan. And, and I don't know why you're going to all of a sudden have this faith in him. What have they shown you defensively that says, hey, hey, they're going to go ahead and win these games? I got faith in them, man. I got faith in them. Based on? Based Final on? Final three games. On based I got faith, on, man. I think they're going to come no, back. I think, the, I think their secondary is going to come back healthier than, <laughs> than a lot of people assume. I think we're going to slow down this path and the run. The run. Okay. That's the only thing See, that scares me about all of it. I think you we got can, faith I think in That's the we'll thing, though. We'll match it. We'll match it. We'll ma- I think, ah. See, now y'all talking to me. Man, let's end the show. Y'all talking me out of it. No, I'm still on the cool lane. Let's go. (laughs) We'll see you Monday. We'll see you Monday. We'll see you Monday. Don't worry. All right. Exactly. We we will see you Monday. So it's three against one on this. Is it it too late to change my mind? I will be there uh, Sunday. You know what? You want to do it? You want to do it? You want to do it, church? You want to change? You want to flip? No, 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 no. Nah, nah, nah. Okay. I'll see y'all Monday. I'll see All right, y'all Monday. that's the plays. We'll talk to you Monday, 2.30 Central. All right, 2.30 Central time for Barry Church, Danny McCray, Chris Beam, our new East Take care, everybody. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!